0: Welcome to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. This is where you're going to discover how to bring awakening into the body and into everyday life through powerful tantric teachings. Get ready to release, open and step into your true power. What's the difference between a relationship between two... Awakened individuals, and by that I mean two individuals who are on a path towards wholeness, a committed path towards wholeness, towards God, towards love, and a codependent relationship. So in a codependent relationship, people are trying to get something from each other, joy or happiness or stability or safety, and in an awakened relationship, It's two full beings bringing their fullness to each other. The typical way that... the typical ignition of chemistry between two individuals is based on the missing parts of themselves. So if someone isn't very strong in their emotional body and doesn't have a lot of emotion, fire, like... or can 't access their deeper unconscious emotion, then they 'll attract someone who can, or if someone can 't really hold awareness and presence, then they 'll get someone who can All right so most typically this is this is the creation of trouble <laughs> between men and women, or the masculine and the feminine. Sometimes it's the feminine showing up more strongly in the man and the masculine showing up more strongly in the woman. But most typically, it's men and women. So we don't know what's missing in us. It's unconscious, otherwise we wouldn't be doing this. So in our unconscious, there are things we've pushed down so they're missing parts of our own being that we then search for. So how do we, how do you think we can deal with this? So that we don't, besides becoming enlightened and becoming awakened, which some of us do, that's great. And then you're definitely gonna get an awakened relationship. But what if there's two people still on the path towards awakening, and they're not completely whole, what do you think is a way that they can know whether they're going into codependency and what's drawing them to someone is what's missing in themselves or that this is a relationship that's going to take them somewhere that they can't take themselves into more joy and more bliss because there's two beings, not from a place of needing that but like I'm already full and this is just going to even be more joyful and more expansive and more the biggest problem according to me when people get together is that they don't actually know before they're with someone what is compatible for them So they are unconsciously choosing their partners rather than consciously, right? So it's like you can go, oh, you know, love will know, but the mind will trick you and the ego will trick you because what feels like love may just be (laughs) a strong pull from your unconscious wanting to feel wholeness, or wanting to experience a patterning that hasn't healed yet. That's the way to heal it. So, we can also do this when we're in relationship. The first thing I do with a woman or a man when they say to me, I don't know if I want to be in this relationship anymore, is I say to them, what is it that you actually want in your life? Like, what's important to you, right? and the guy will be like I'll I'll use an example from last week it was a couple session this was so fucking funny and I said to the guy alright so what's important to you what do you love doing what lights you up what helps you to feel freedom what helps you to feel loved it was football drinking beer with his mates and sex fair enough I asked her what are the three Things that light you up the most and make you feel free and full of love. And she said, (laughs) yoga, (laughs) cuddling up on the couch, and cacao ceremonies. (laughs) Oh, we have a little bit of a problem here. (laughs) Now, when they met, it was all guns a-blazing. And I remember her coming to have a session with me and she was like, (gasps) I've met this guy and da, da 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 and something just like... I've kind of got a radar for these things. I'm like, oh... She kind of doesn't know him, and he sounds kind of like a footy head. But I'll go with it. She showed me a picture all excited. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's a footy jersey, and she's a full yogi. So it was all great for the first few months, right? When were Oxytocin was running high the unconscious wounds hadn't kicked in yet and at the start you know the man's attention is often on the woman because of the sexual charge at the beginning of a relationship so when that started waning and his his true personality came out she's like oh no and then when she started being like you know it's really important to me to have two hours of silence every morning and he was like what just alien to him so i'm like okay So I wrote the list next to each other. Cuddles next to sex, beer next to the cacao ceremony, and football next to yoga. I'm like, okay, so is there any compromising of any of this? I'm like, okay, you guys need to break up. You're incompatible. And they're like, really? But aren't you supposed to help us? I'm like, this is me helping you. Break the fuck up. And then they're like, but why are we so attracted to each other? So I explain this piece. And it's like, there's a beautiful place of trusting love. And there's also a place where romantic love is the biggest delusion. The biggest delusion. To me, an awakened relationship is a friendship on fire. It's two people who have a meeting of minds a beautiful body dance, a heart connection that's real, and they have common interests. They like spending time together. They enjoy a level of the same things. And, yeah, like, one person may bring the other into a heightened capacity of playfulness. Like, typically, the feminine's gift to the masculine is she'll help him to come into more compassion and radiance and magnetism and joy and embodiment and typically a man will help a woman to come into more discernment and quiet and stillness and truth. So of course there's that beautiful dance but there needs to be an awareness that although there are higher and lower forces in each of us that can lift lift ourselves into the higher states of consciousness or higher states of love for the masculine and feminine, there's also this place where there needs to be a meeting. So what I'm going to ask you to do is to actually consider what you want. What would actually be your resonant match? Because you know the whole saying opposites attract? That applies for 95% of the population who are not whole. Of course opposites are gonna attract because we're gonna need what's missing in us in our lives, right? I feel that in the context I'm speaking of, of sacred union and awakened relationships, opposites don't attract. Resonance attracts. And it may not be as like lightning at the beginning. And feel into, okay, so, If I was completely worthy, if I could have, if I could share my life with absolutely anybody, what would be my three absolute non-negotiables for the ultimate level of love and joy experienced? Then we'll get to some thinking about other things later. Let's just deal with this one first. Actually, get into pairs and have a chat about it. Who's ever thought about this? Put your hand up. Great! So, the people who have... Who's thought about it? Put your hand up. Get into the middle of the circle. Okay, and now partner up with someone who hasn't thought about it because you're going to share first and give them the codes for it. (laughs) Well, then you can just mix it up and go together. Go with not your partner. Pardon? Oh, you can if you want. I think you two should go together, actually. Okay, so stop. Close your eyes. Because I have got to take a breath before I led you into this. <laughs> Close your eyes. Sit down, please. Tara, have you got someone, baby? You can go with Antosh if you want. Oh well, yeah, you've done this in Oodles. Okay, so closing the eyes, placing one hand on the heart, one hand on the belly, and think about what has brought about a lot of dissonance in other relationships. Sometimes that's a good way of a good way to start is by knowing what you don't want. Think about all of the things that you don't want based on your past experience. Actually, get smart. Think, have a think about what doesn't work. And also have a think about the fact that you've kept attracting those things is probably a good indication that your unconscious is still going codependent with somebody else's wound to heal your own wound. What has not worked in other relationships? What are the qualities in women or men that you've been with that hasn't worked? And anchor this in, know what you don't want so that when you see it, even if you wanna fuck their brains out, you've got enough awareness to at least in that moment recognize, warning bells, here's a pattern. Okay, now, before you fill into what you do want, what your top three non-negotiables are, think about your life. Because what often happens is we modify our lives to suit another person rather than finding someone who's compatible to us and who actually suits our life. So chances are that if you like to have sex five times a week, it's probably important to you that you're with someone with a high libido. Chances are that if you meditate for a few hours a day or you have a strong connection to God or self-practice, that you need someone who has that too. It doesn't take Einstein. Or maybe like traveling a lot. That's really important to you. Think about your highest values when you're doing this. And if you're in a couple, don't freak out if your partner doesn't match this because sometimes what is at first incompatible with compromise can become compatible if it doesn't mean completely changing as people and that's why it's a good exercise to do before you're with someone. So think about your life, think about your day, think about what brings you joy, what enlivens you, what helps you to remember that you are love. And then imagine a woman or a man living with you. What qualities do they need for there to be a joyful resonance so that your relationship isn't a drama? So that you're not going into other patterns of either feeling abused or rescuing or having to modify yourself as a person, being controlled, whatever it is. All of that stuff that your nervous system's used to. You don't have to have that anymore. How do you want to feel? How do you want to live your life? So that when you meet someone, you don't just fall in love and dive in. You develop a friendship and see if the fire, the embers of the fire, light up based on something real not in a romantic illusion. It doesn't mean that person won't challenge you. Of course they will. It's the nature of relationship. It's the greatest sadhana. And someone who reson- who's resonant with you can freaking charge you even more. You put two power beings together and look out. Or you put two very vulnerable beings together, look out. <laughs> you want to walk alongside someone and hold their hand who's walking at relatively... at a, at a pace that's in resonance, or else you're gonna have to either dull yourself or keep lifting and lifting so much for both of you. So feeling into the hand that you're holding on the path of sacred union or awakened relationship. Imagining that this person is your best friend. And there's a fire in that handhold that doesn't just come from an impulsive attraction, but that comes from all chakras, from all energy centers in your body. Qualities that are non-negotiable in your relationship. Thanks for listening to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. For more great free resources, in-person and online workshops and our retreats, find us on Instagram and Facebook at eliatantra Tantra School or visit today. See you next time.